Hello all, and welcome to the Next Generation AF2 and AF3 podcast. My name is Ryan, and on this episode, we'll be the preview of the upcoming Formula 2 round at the Red Bull Ring in Spielberg, Austria. This will be the 7th round of the season in this year's FI Formula 2 Championship, where after this round, we'll be going to Silverstone for the 8th round of the season next week. To get a better understanding of Austria for this upcoming weekend, here are some things to note about the country itself. Austria, officially known as the Republic of Austria, is a landlocked country that is within the southern part of Eastern Europe and is situated in the Eastern Alps. It is a federation of nine states, which are Carinthia, Salzburg, Upper Austria, Lower Austria, Bergenland, Styria, Tyrol, Ruralberg, and Vienna. Austria is bordered to the northwest by Germany, to the north by the Czech Republic, to the northeast by Slovakia, to the east by Hungary, to the south by Slovenia and Italy, and to the west by Switzerland and Liechtenstein. It is a parliamentary representative democracy where a properly elected president as the head of state and a chancellor is both the head of government and the chief executive. Major cities that are in Austria include Graz, Linz, Salzburg, Innsbruck and the capital city of Austria, that being Vienna, which is also both the largest city and state by population in the country, which is approximately 1,975,271. As of 2023, the population of Austria is approximately 9,161,643. And, to end off this section about Austria, the total area of the country is 83,879 kilometers squared, or 32,386 square miles. Now, on to the Red Bull Ring. The circuit was opened in its original iteration on the 26th of July, 1969, and in its current iteration after the track had been closed in 2004, was reopened on the 15th of May, 2011. The distance of the circuit over one lap is 4.318 kilometers or 2.683 miles, with a grand total of 10 corners that make up the entire track. An interesting thing of note about the circuit is that throughout the lap, it has a difference in the overall altitude with a maximum uphill slope coming in at 12% and a maximum downhill slope coming in at 9.3%. The lap record around the circuit in GP2 was set by Mitch Evans in 2016 during the feature race with a 115.534 on the 38th lap of the race. The lap record around the circuit in F2 was set by Nobuharu Mashita during the feature race in 2017 with 115.854 on the 34th lap of the race. Certain characteristics of the circuit include Turn 1, which after a short uphill run on the start-finish straight is a right-handed corner that is taken blindly by the driver as they approach the corner itself. Having both a good entry and subsequent exit from Turn 1 will then take them onto the straight towards Turn 2. As well as that, if the driver behind is activated DRS at the penultimate corner, 
then the chance of making an overtake down the inside at the first corner on the car ahead is very much possible. But additionally, they will need to be aware of the gap for making the move, as at any time it may be dramatically closed on them at a split second. So timing the move right will be crucial for making an overtake at the first corner, as otherwise an incident will most likely be the end outcome. Turn 3 provides another overtaking opportunity for a driver, where with the use of DRS after it has been activated onto the approach to turn 1, and also the momentum towards and coming out of turn 2, can then allow for the driver to make an overtake down the inside at the corner. Just like with the first corner, a good entry and exit from the corner will then take them onto this straight, which will lead them towards turn 4. Once again, timing the move right is crucial for a driver because the slightest misjudgment as they have gone down the inside when making an overtake on a driver ahead will more than likely not only send both drivers wide and off the track, but will then put them at a significant disadvantage from the cars behind should they both be within a second and have also activated DRS. Turn 4 is a yet another overtaking opportunity, which while compared to other parts of the track is slightly harder to make the move itself, should they have a great run on the preceding straight, and as well as having activated DRS, they can make the overtake stick down the inside at the corner. Furthermore, with the timing of the move, it is especially important and essential at the fourth corner, as the slightest bit of contact made can result in the cars involved in the overtake going straight into the gravel trap, damage to their cars, and potentially out of the race as a consequence. Turn 9 is the penultimate corner of the Red Bull Ring, which is a right-hander that is taken at high speed by the driver where maximising as much of the track as possible without exceeding track limits can then really set them up for Turn 10 with the entry that they have to that corner, which will massively aid them in making an overtake coming out of the final corner if they are within a second at the DRS activation zone towards the entry to Turn 9. Something that is very commonplace around the circuit at this particular part of the track, as well as Turn 1, Turn 3 and Turn 10, through the many years that the championship has come to Austria, is drivers exceeding track limits when they have exited the corner, which usually not only results in the lap being deleted, but they, if they commit multiple track limits warnings, it will result in an eventual penalty for the driver as a consequence. Turn 10 is the final corner that makes up the track, where if they've activated DRS as well as a great exit from the previous corner and entry into the final corner, then that will not only set them up as well for the conclusion of their lap, but will provide them with an opportunity to make an overtake on the car ahead when they are on the start-finish straight, and additionally with enough momentum on their side for an overtake at Turn 1. It is important to remain within the confines of the track when coming out of the corner itself, as should a driver go wide and off the circuit compared to the cars behind, then they could easily be seized upon and overtaken as a result. To end off this section about the circuit in regards to his one there, there has been a grand total of 17 different race winners with only one repeat winner since 2014. As of this recording, 
Both iterations of GP2 and Formula 2 have had a round at the Red Bull Ring a total of 9 times, with 18 races being contested as of 2022. As for the last time that they raced there, it was Frederick Vesti on pole position for ART, with a 114.123. In the first race of the weekend, the podium was Marcus Armstrong in first for high tech, Teo Chair in second for ART, and Jack Doohan in third for Virtuosi. The fast lap of that race was achieved by Felipe Drogovic, with a 117.328 on the seventh lap of the race. In the second race of the weekend, the podium was Logan Sargent in first for Carlin, Enzo Fittipaldi in second for Chirous, and Roberto Mary in third for Campos. The fast lap of that race was achieved by Jack Doohan, with 116.536 on the 39th lap of the race. Other winners at the Red Bull Ring in both GP2 and F2 are as follows. In 2014, it was Felipe Nasser for Carlin in the feature race and Johnny Chicotta Jr. for Trident in the sprint race. In 2015, it was Stoffel Van Dorn for ART in the feature race and Rio Harrianta for Campos in the sprint race. In 2016, it was Mitch Evans for Campos in the feature race and Jordan King for racing engineering in the sprint race. In 2017, it was Charles Leclerc for Premier in the feature race and Artem Markolov for Russian time in the sprint race. In 2018, it was George Russell for ART in the feature race and Artem Markolov for Russian time in the sprint race. In 2019, it was Nobuharu Matashita for Carlin in the feature race and Sergio Sete Camera for Dams in the sprint race. In 2020, the first of the two rounds that were contested in that year, it was Callum Eilat for UNI Virtuosi in the feature race and Felipe Drogovic for MP Motorsport in the sprint race. In 2020, the second of the two rounds that were contested there that year, it was Robert Swartzman for Premier in the feature race and Christian Lundgaard for ART in the sprint race. Giving you the overall rundown on how the race weekend, based on the track time in Spielberg, will be set out, is that Friday will have free practice at 11.05am and qualifying at 3.55pm. Saturday, we'll have the sprint race at 1.45pm, where the grid will be set for reversing the top 10 in qualifying. Sunday, we'll have the feature race at 9.55am, where the grid will be set by the results from qualifying. With the duration of the two races that will be contested, the sprint race will be 28 laps and 120.904 kilometers in length. The feature race will be 40 laps and 172.720 kilometers in length. As of this recording, the weather forecast for the Formula 2 round in Spielberg is that Friday will have rain, with a highest temperature of 24 degrees Celsius and a lowest temperature of 14 degrees Celsius, with a humidity of 64%, a wind speed of 8 kilometers an hour, and a 90% chance of precipitation. Saturday will have rain, with a highest temperature of 18 degrees Celsius and a lowest temperature of 13 degrees Celsius, with a humidity of 71%, a wind speed of 8 km an hour, and a 70% chance of precipitation. Sunday will have rain showers, with a highest temperature of 23 degrees Celsius and a lowest temperature of 14 degrees Celsius, with a humidity of 59%, a wind speed of 8 km an hour, and a 50% chance of precipitation.
the driver and team lineups for the seventh round of the 2023 FI Formula 2 Championship are as follows. For MP Motorsport, it is Dennis Halger of Norway and Jahan Druvel of India. For Carlin, it is A. Maloney of Barbados and Enzo Fittipaldi of Brazil. For ART, it is Table Chair of France and Victor Martens of France. For Prema, it is Frederick Vesti of Denmark and Oliver Behrman of England. For High Tech, it is Jack Crawford of the United States of America and Isaac Hadra of France. For Dams, it is Ayumo Was of Japan and Arthur Leclerc of Monaco. For Virtuosi, it is Jack Doohan of Australia and Amory Cordiel of Belgium. For PHM Racing, it is Roy Nassani of Israel and Brad Benavidez of the United States of America. For Trident, it is Roman Stanek of the Czech Republic and Clement Novelak of France. For VAR, it is Richard Rashaw of the Netherlands and Juan Manuel Correa of the United States of America. For Campos, it is Ralph Boschong of Switzerland and Kush Mani of India. Next up are the championship standings. The top 10 drivers currently in the FI Formula 2 championship going to Austria are as follows. In first is Frederick Vesti with 110 points. In second is Tape Chair with 99 points. In third is Ayuma Wasser with 82 points. In fourth is Oliver Behrman with 70 points. In fifth is Dennis Hager with 57 points. In sixth is Richard Shaw with 50 points. In seventh is Enzo Fittipaldi with 49 points. In eighth is Kushmani with 49 points. In ninth is Zane Maloney with 48 points. And in tenth is Victor Martens with 45 points. And the top five teams currently in the FI Formula 2 Teams Championship going to Austria are as follows. In first is Prema with 180 points. In second is ART with 144 points. In third is Dams with 118 points. In fourth is MP Motorsport with 97 points. And in fifth is Carlin with 97 points. Before this episode comes to an end, is the next driver profile for the podcast, which for this round in Formula 2 will be Barbadian and Red Bull Junior driver Carlin's Zane Maloney. Name, as mentioned before, Zane Maloney. Date of birth, 2nd of October 2003. Place of birth, Bridgetown, Barbados. Team, Carlin. Race number, 3. Previous teams raced for in either Formula 2 or Formula 3. Trident. Record in FI Formula 3 and FI Formula 2 so far. 32 races, 3 race wins, 6 podiums, 2 pole positions, 3 fast laps. In 2022, he finished 2nd in the FI Formula 3 Championship. Overview of his time in FI Formula 3 and FI Formula 2 so far. In 2022, Maloney came into his debut season of F3 from the Formula Regional European Championship, when in 2021, he finished 4th in that particular championship, which in that year consisted of drivers such as Paul Aron, David Vidalez, Dina Boganovic, 
Gianluca Petikov, Gregoire Saucy, who was also the champion of that year as well. Gabriele Mini, Isaac Hadjar, Lina Bulle, Michael Belov, Alessandro Famulero, Belen Garcia, William Alatalo, Gabriel Bortoletto, Tommy Smith, Ido Cohen, Eduardo Barrichello, Franco Colapinto, Oliver Gerfer, Brad Benavides, Francesco Pizzi, and Murray Boyer. During his first season with Trident F3, his teammates were Johnny Edgar, Oliver Rasmussen, and Roman Stanek. In the first round of the season in Bahrain, he qualified in 7th, which later became 6th after Kushmani, who had qualified in 3rd, had to start both races from the pit lane due to mission the way bridge during qualifying. Maloney's sprint race went very well, as he not only pulled off some great overtakes during the race itself, as he finished in 4th and was just 5.649 seconds behind eventual winner, Isaac Hadjar, after Oliver Behrman received a 5 second time penalty for exceeding track limits that demoted him to second, where Maloney also claimed the fast lap of the race on debut. The feature race, on the other hand, however, was extremely brief for Maloney, to say the least, as he retired on the opening lap of the race as he came to a stop at turn 8 due to an issue with his engine, which resulted in him plummeting down the order when he approached turn 6. At the next round of the championship in Imola, he achieved his maiden pole position in F3, where he again scored points in the sprint race with 6th. Unfortunately, in the feature race, whilst he had been leading the race up at the restart on lap 9, Maloney, as he approached turn 17, spun off the track from the lead, which also resulted in his retirement as a consequence of it. At the following round in Spain, he originally qualified in 12th, which would have put him on reverse grid pole for the sprint race, but just like with Maney earlier in the season, Maloney missed the way bridge during qualifying, which also resulted in him having to start both races in the weekend from the pit lane. While yeah, while it ended up being a pointless weekend, he still made he still made nine overtakes during the sprint race and seventeen overtakes during the feature race, which proved that he had the pace during the weekend to make an impact in the field. It while it didn't amount to points, but it also does provide an interesting hypothetical scenario of exactly where he would have finished both races without the pit lane start. In Silverstone, he qualified in third, where he had another decent points haul with a seventh in the sprint race and a great recovery drive in the feature race after an incident whilst battling with Behrman on the first lap of the race, which contact was made that spun Maloney around at turn seven, as he finished just outside of the points in 11th. With the round in Austria, he qualified in eighth, where, he, where whilst running in fifth during the sprint race, both himself and Behrman, thanks to a late-breaking overtake at Turn 3 by Arthur Leclerc, resulted in them as they came out of the corner to make contact, which due to the damage from the contact resulted in Maloney's retirement. Maloney bounced back from that in the feature race, 
where he claimed his second top five finish of the season with fifth. At the Hungarian round, he qualified second behind Kao Colette, which proved to be a very good weekend for Maloney as he finished 10th in the sprint race and scored a point, and also in the feature race, finished second behind Alex Smolia, which was a special moment for Maloney as he scored his maiden podium in F3. In Belgium, he once again qualified second, where in the sprint race, he had an incident with Gerfer, Oliver Gerfer at the exit of turn 17 that resulted in them making significant contact with the barrier that caused Maloney to barrel roll in the gravel trap, which also caused the red flag to be deployed. But thankfully for both of them at the time, they came out of it the other side as they both walked away from the crash itself. In the feature race, he bounced back in arguably the best way possible for him as he not only achieved his second podium of the season in F3, but most importantly, he scored his maiden race victory in F3 ahead of Roman Stanek, as well as the fast lap of that race that really was the perfect end to his race weekend. At the penultimate round of the season in Zandvoort, he scored his second pole position in qualifying as he finished in 17th for the sprint race after having an off-track excursion at the first corner on the opening lap of the race. In the feature race, he, for the second round running, finished first ahead of Victor Martens, as he scored his second race victory of the season. Going into the final round of the season in Italy, he was in the hunt for the championship, though an outside shot of winning it as he was 24 points behind Martins. Of all the title contenders, he qualified the highest of them all, with second. In the sprint race, thanks to other factors going in his favour with certain contenders, he finished in fourth. In the feature race, after the race was red flagged that brought a premature end to the race, Maloney scored his third race victory of the season and also third consecutive feature race victory. Come the end of his debut season, he finished second in the championship where he was just three points behind the eventual champion Mark Thans. For Maloney after Hungary, he looked like a major championship contender as he had one of the best finishing records from that point onwards, where if certain things earlier on in the season went more in Maloney's favour, then he very much could have been and would have deserved to have been the 2022 FI Formula 3 champion when it was all said and done. But most importantly, he really did prove just how quick and competitive he was during the season. To end his 2022, he made his debut in F2 with Trident in place of Kalen Williams for the final round of the season in Abu Dhabi, where despite it not being the most eventful weekend for him with qualifying as he qualified 19th and the race contested with 15th in the sprint race and 16th in the feature race, he very much, after how he went in F3, deserved the opportunity to make the step up to Formula 2. In 2023, he progressed up to the FI Formula 2 Championship for his first full-time season, where he moved from Trident to Carlin, and is alongside Brazilian Enzo Fittipaldi. In the opening round of the season in Bahrain, he qualified an unfortunate 18th, but very much made up for it by nearly finishing in the points on his full-time debut in the sprint race as he 
finished in ninth. And in the feature race, through both a great race and strategy, with things also going in his favour, scored his first podium in F2 in just his fourth race in the championship. Where at the end of the round in Bahrain, put him into third in the championship. In Jeddah, he qualified in 17th. In the sprint race, his race came to a very abrupt end coming out of turn 2, as he spun out of the race itself. And in the feature race, finished in the position that he qualified in. In Australia, he had a much better weekend in comparison to Jeddah, as he qualified in 5th. In the sprint race, he finished in fifth, where he was within a second of Kush Maney, who finished on the final spot on the podium, as Moenik kept close to the front throughout the entire race. In the feature race, he had a more quieter race from the, than the sprint race, but by staying out of trouble, he finished once again in fifth with a very good performance. In Baku, he qualified in ninth, which for the sprint race put him on the front row, when the top 10 was reversed. However, unfortunately he wasn't able to capitalise on this as despite gaining the lead coming out of the first corner, he sustained a punctured tyre from contact made where as he approached turn 6, started to drop down the order as a result where he came into the pits and eventually after being a few laps down, retired from the race. In the feature race, he came extremely close to scoring points as he originally finished in 12th, which was later 11th, after Martin's disqualification from the race and final classification. In Monaco, he qualified third from his qualifying group, which was due to his group being the fastest of the two, and qualified fifth overall as a result. In the sprint race, he scored his fourth top five finish of the season. Oh, sorry, <clears throat> yeah, it, it was fourth top five finish of the season. In the feature race, he, he through great strategy and a very good race overall, achieved his second podium of the season with third. At the most recent round of the championship in Spain, he qualified a very unfortunate twenty-first after his best time in the session itself was deleted due to exceeding track limits. In the sprint race, he finished in 14th through retirements and taking a gamble before most of the field did to put on a set of dry tyres whilst the track was not yet at the crossover point to change tyres. In the feature race, he had a quiet race as he finished in 17th. After the first six rounds of the season, he is currently ninth in the championship with a grand total of 48 points so far in his Baden Formula 2 campaign. Maloney has had a very solid debut campaign up until this point in FI Formula 2, with most of the results that he has achieved. Just like in Formula 3 last season, he showed just how great he was when consistency was on his side and showed exactly what he was capable of in that season. If he is consistent and overall fast like he was in F3, then that will not only be a golden combination for him, but very well could see him with a few victories come the end of the season in F2. I have absolutely no doubt in my mind whatsoever that if everything goes right for him, and he is on it from the very start, he will most definitely be a major championship contender for the 2024 
FI Formula 2 Championship. Mark my words on that. To end off the driver profile of Maloney, on a personal note, and what seems to be a running theme when concluding the driver profiles on my end, I met Zane Maloney at this year's Australian Grand Prix, where I was lucky enough to get a photo with him and his autograph as well. As a matter of fact, and for me, this made the experience of meeting Maloney the way I did even better in my opinion. I was standing opposite and a little bit away from the Melbourne Walk when I saw Maloney walking in the distance diagonal to where I was. I called out to him and he not only heard me call out to him but even gave me an acknowledging nod as well as he then walked over to where I wa- to where the voice came from. Overall, he was an incredibly nice person to have met from personal experience and hopefully we'll be able to meet him again at next year's Australian Grand Prix. I really do wish him well and the absolute very best for the remainder of the season in Formula 2. As always for me, thank you so very much for listening to The Next Generation, AF2 and F3 Podcast. And until the next episode, which will be the preview of the Austrian round for the 2023 F5 Formula 3 Championship, I wish you guys the absolute very best and see you all next time.